Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? So uh, today is an interesting day because just when you thought that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, that that story was done, that there's nothing else to talk about, that it's kind of dead and buried, new things kind of emerged to the surface that uh, lead us to think. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about Will Smith and Jada from a financial standpoint in terms of what might happen if these two get a divorce and what divorce really means for your finances and things like that. Also, we're going to talk about the Red Table Talk. Apparently, Will and Jada upset a lot of people because the Red Table Talk wasn't what people thought it was going to be. So get comfortable, buck up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on TV.com right now. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down beyond Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I want to uh, say hello to everybody. Uh, say Shout out your city in the chat. i like to see what city you guys are coming from. Uh, D. D. Joser White. Joser White? Is that your, right? Is that how you pronounce your name? Uh, it says the beat is fire. Well, uh, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, let me know what city you're from. Uh, also, let me know if you're B1. B1 means we're black first. That means that we put our community at the top of our priority list. Uh, B1 also means we educate our kids. B1 means we break generational curses. We don't pass them down. B1 means that we believe in black family. We love the black woman. We respect the black man and we build the black community. So if you are B1, all the B1 people in the building, uh, shout yourselves out. And I see your cities in here. I see Chicago, Baltimore, New York City, D.C., Palm Springs, California, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where the all-black national convention is going to be held. Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to my Uncle Jerry who lived in Columbus. He just died this week in a house fire. Uh, so shout out and much love to him and his his wife and daughter. Uh, Tallahassee, Florida, Glendale, Arizona. Hey, Dr. Boyce, I'm from Los Angeles, says Joel Zola. I, I know you, Zola. I see you on my Facebook. How you doing, sister? Tiffany Walker, uh, Kenneth Reed from Detroit. All right, uh, Rhonda. Oh, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. Next uh, week on the 30th, the the One Africa Unity Conference is happening in Detroit. Uh, Taki, is hold, Taki Grant is holding that conference. He made a great film called Hoppy, H-A-P-I. It has a, an amazing lineup. I'm talking about Professor James Small, Dr. Malena Karanga, Shahrazad Ali, Dr. Ken Harris. Uh, who else? Um all these amazing people. I, I wish I could go. Riza Islam. A lot of great people. My wife, Dr. Alicia, is speaking there. I won't be there. I can't make it. I got to go down to the uh, I Am A Man March. Uh, King Randall invited me down, and I'm going down there. What's crazy is even Dr. Umar is going to be down there. So I don't know if Umar and I are going to cross paths, but I'm always okay with shaking his hand and saying hello. Even though, even though, no, matter, no matter how you feel about me, Umar, I ain't never going to hate you, brother. I, 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 I love everybody, and I want us to all win. So anyway, let's keep going. All right, so uh, let's, uh, let's dive into this. This. So Will Smith, I know that this Will Smith Jada thing is kind of like, oh man, you talk about that crap again. I get it. I totally get it. I hear you, and that makes perfect sense. Even I get tired of the stories, uh, especially when you're rehashing old stuff. But Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are your teachers right now, in my view. 
I think Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are your teachers in a couple of in a couple of areas, a couple of areas that just come to mind. This is just Dr. Boyce and Uncle Boyce, both kind of in the building, kind of laying out what I'm seeing just from an instinctual level, what vibration I'm receiving. Uh, a couple of areas where you can learn from Will and Jada uh, and watching what's happening here and watching how Hollywood reacts is one. You've got the whole social social issue of black male stereotypes, two 50 something year old black men going up on stage, slapping each other in front of the world. Don't think that that has no impact on you. Don't think you just got to let it go or act like it don't matter or act like it's not a big deal for you. That is not the case. That is not the case. That is not the case. What happened with Will Smith and Chris Rock affected every single one of you. And it's something that many of you understand. How many of y'all have ever been through any scenario? I I, def I call it niggotry. Has anybody ever been through it? Or, or remember in, um, in Boondocks, Aaron, Aaron Magruder called it an N-word moment. I'm not going to say the word. You know what I'm talking about? How many of y'all have ever been through situations like that where somebody where you're operating on you know vibration level five and then somebody else comes along on vibration level one? And so in order to get even, you feel like, OK, I got to go down and be a one. So I, instead of being a five, I need to, instead of me uh, going high when they go low, I need to go lower than they go. So next thing you know, you got two lowly Negroes just fighting and scrapping on stage in front of everybody. Right. And, and it's embarrassing. It sucks. It's like, man, damn, I'm trying to do better. And like. Like the Godfather, remember he said, "Every time I try to get out, they always pull me back in." Well, that's how you it feels sometimes to be black and intelligent. I swear to God, every time you try to get out, you try to break generational curses, you try to carry love and peace, you try to build with other people. Then somebody comes along and they do something stupid, and next thing you know, that other side of you comes out. The hood comes out, and you're like, "Okay, I'm the I'm going to show you that I can be hoodier than you are." And 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 the reality is that that is not. Uh, that's not a good solution. There's a saying that says that when two people are fighting, they both look like idiots from a distance. When two people are fighting, you might think well, that you look like the good one. They look like the bad one because, well, they hit me first. Huh? No, no, no. Y'all both looking stupid. Y'all both looking like two 50-something-year-old men fighting on stage at the Oscars. It's, it's trifling, right? But with that said, that that's one area that, that really stuck out to me as a black man. But then also... There's the relationship aspect. You know, my wife is a relationship therapist. That's what she does. And she's not just somebody who gets online and talks about it. She's not just a yapper. She has all the licenses, all the degrees. She's a full professor of social work. That means she doesn't just have a PhD. That means she doesn't just have tenure. That means she is a full professor. Only about 10%, maybe 5% of all PhDs ever become full professors. So she knows this stuff very well. And when you look at what people are learning from watching the Will Jada relationship, Watching the dynamics, everything from August Alcina's role in the whole situation to how you manage a tough relationship between two powerful, famous people that probably have their own egos and their own agenda. That really is that says, man, if you invest in love, you better be in a position to protect that investment. You have to be smart enough to know how to invest in that asset in a way that it benefits you and doesn't harm you. I'm sure Jay-Z and Beyonce. Remember, remember, everybody remember when Jay-Z and Beyonce had that issue where uh, they were on the elevator and Solange got pissed off and started punching him and kicking him on the elevator and they and and got caught on camera. Anybody remember that? And remember Jay-Z and Beyonce, I'm sure at that moment, the crisis specialists were sitting down with Jay and Beyonce and telling them how to respond and how to deal with it and how to manage it and all that. Well, well, that's because they were managing a multi-billion dollar asset, not multi-million, multi-billion dollar asset. This happens anytime. If you, you look at a major corporation, if Apple had a scandal where the CEO got caught with a 20-year-old, uh, they would be doing the exact same thing, saying, okay, how do we protect our assets? 
right? So your relationship, your marriage is a financial asset. It is an emotional asset. It's an asset in a lot of areas, but it's really a huge financial asset. So when you're talking about uh, what's going on with Will and Jada, it's really an excellent finance lesson because you're talking about a lot of money on the table here. Let me give you some quick numbers about Will and Jada that will help you understand the magnitude and the economic gravity of what they're trying to figure out. And it affects you because in your own life, your marriage, it may not be a multi-million dollar or multi-billion dollar marriage, but it's probably a multi-thousand dollar marriage. 70% of all divorcees lose, excuse me, let me scratch, let me say that again. The average divorcee loses 70% of their wealth when they get divorced. Did y'all know that? How many of y'all knew that? How many of y'all knew they, or how many, or better yet, how many of y'all have ever seen a divorced person just suddenly end up like, like their whole life changes because they suddenly broke? Anybody ever seen that? Anybody ever seen somebody who was balling and doing well when they were married and then they got a divorce and suddenly all the money's gone? Suddenly she's moving from a, a four bedroom house to a one bedroom apartment. Uh, suddenly uh, so you're like, well, how did Mary end up on welfare? Or why does Tyrone not have any money? Right, because Tyrone decided he wanted to imitate the rapper Future, who by God they put Future on the cover of GQ magazine as the greatest rapper alive. They didn't consult me. They didn't ask me. <laughs> but that's what white people do. They take the most raggedy Negroes that they can find and they put them on magazines and they say this is how black people are supposed to behave. And some of y'all fall for the trick every time. Some of y'all fall for the trick every time. So no, Future is not the greatest rapper alive because Future does not represent what the black community needs to be. When you have a thousand babies, mamas, and kids splattered everywhere, it shows a lack of respect for the black family, a lack of respect for yourself, a lack of respect for your children. It creates nothing but chaos and generational curses. But again, that's what white supremacy does. They're going to promote the worst of you and they're going to hide the best of you. That's why black people must own black media. We must must own media because I guarantee I know the sister that runs Koile TV and they get millions of views too. And I guarantee you that if you went to Koile TV and said, who's the greatest rapper alive, they're not going to pick a guy who represents the very worst of what you are as a people. This is not a disrespect, a diss on future, but my Lord, black people, why in the hell do you celebrate somebody just because white folks gave him a bunch of money? That does not make him a superstar. That does not make him better than you. That does not make him a winner. If you look at the choices that some people make in their lives, and I'm not picking on this particular guy, I wouldn't get away from that. It really is a matter of kind of just saying, what are you really celebrating? What are you trying to become? What example are you setting for your children? And why is it that you can't disconnect the things you celebrate from the devastation that you're seeing all around you? You can't just put it all on. You can't put everything directly on the white man. Some of that comes from you. So anyway, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Share, subscribe if you haven't done it yet. Uh, uh, just a reminder, uh, if you live in Chicago, also, uh, I'll let you guys know very soon. My wife and I are going to do a, 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 a Black Love and Money event in Chicago on May 15th. So if you want to come out to that event, May 15th, uh, just uh, make sure you get on the email list. If you go to voicewalkings.com, you can get on the list. And we'll list the passes up there. And also, if you want a free e-copy of my book, I have a book uh, basically where you can invest uh, $5 a day and build wealth for your family by investing $5 a day. It's a $5 a day plan for black wealth and black power. So if you'd like to get a copy for free, just go to blackmoneyminute.com. The URL's on the screen. Or if you're on Instagram, hit the link in the bio. So let me give you some numbers on Will Smith and, and Jada to help you understand the magnitude of what they're dealing with financially. And also we're going to talk about the red table talk because a lot of people are really pissed off at Will and Jada right now because I watched the premiere for the red table talk and I was kind of stunned. I was kind of surprised 
when I saw the season premiere. It was really, it was, it was gaslighting at the at the highest levels. I mean, literally almost like nothing to see here. And it was so weird because I watched the pre the preview. I saw Janelle Monet, who by the way, I met Janelle at the Breakfast Club. She didn't really talk to me that much. I talked, I tried to talk to her. She seemed kind of antisocial, but maybe she was having a bad day. But Janelle Monet. Uh, Kim Basinger is coming on because you got to include the white people so you can get the white viewership. There was no Will Smith at all. I did not hear one deep voice in the entire pre preview. Maybe I missed it, but I did not see Will Smith at all. <laughs> no Will Smith. <laughs> like he, So he's not involved in any of this. Uh, I also noticed that it seemed to me, and maybe I got to go watch it again, but I could have sworn that every single guest was a woman. So apparently this is a woman's show, right? And they talk about things that, that women that women should care about and that we should all care about, right? If we, if we if you care about protecting women, you got to care about these things, you know, abuse and bad relationships, stuff like that. And uh, so this made me really, and, 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 and the big thing that was missing was there was no conversation about the Oscars at all. There was nothing. There was no like, oh, and then we're going to talk about what was behind the slap. So what this makes me wonder is it makes me wonder if either they're trying to move past it or if Will is just like, look, that's your show. You go do it. I'm not touching it. I'm not interested. I have no idea. I'm not here to speculate on that part because I don't know Will and Jada directly. But here's what you're dealing with in terms of the financial numbers behind all of this. Uh, because there have been reports on how this is going to affect Will financially. Is, he, is Will Smith still going to be an international movie star? Is he still going to be able to do these $100 million movies? Well, here's the deal. Here's some numbers to kind of chew on. One, uh, the, the net worth of Will Smith is $350 million. And I imagine his wife, is, her net worth is probably a few million, probably not three fifty. dollars uh, But then again, they're a family. So their net worth is, it belongs to both of them. What's yours is mine and all that stuff, right? So uh, $350 million in net worth. Uh, you, his films have grossed $9.3 billion. So he is truly an international star at the highest proportions. Uh, shout out to Will for that. His top five movies actually grossed $3.86 billion. And I was really kind of surprised at how corny these movies were. I feel I feel kind of bad for him. I feel bad for black people to go to Hollywood. And this is probably why this will make me want to slap somebody. You got to go to, you, you're making all this money, but you're doing a lot of really corny shit. You know, does anybody ever feel that way? Like these movies are so stupid and weird and simple-minded and you can't be deep at all you can't you, you, you know yeah especially as a man you got to kind of emasculate yourself a little bit and so his top five grossing films which are films that i would probably never want to be in except maybe one or two is um number one was aladdin believe it or not uh it, it, that's crazy right would anybody give me a yes or no would anybody have ever guessed that will smith's highest grossing film ever was aladdin would anybody have ever guessed that give me give me a yes or no in the chat i never would have guessed that I never would have guessed that. I would I would have picked Bad Boys or 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 you know I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other movie. Hancock. Hancock was pretty cool, right? I it, it was weird, right? Aladdin, really? But yeah, that's the kids and Disney and all that stuff, right? Isn't it Disney? I think it's Disney. All right, yeah. And uh, also, let's see, number two. Uh, can anybody guess what number two is? Can somebody guess what Will Smith's number two grossing highest grossing movie is? Now remember, this man's been an actor for 30 years, or he's been big for 30 years uh, since Fresh Prince. Can anybody guess what his second highest grossing movie is of all time? Give give me a give, uh, give me a guess. Let me see. Let's see. Okay, nope, nope. I'm not iRobot. Nope, nope, not iRobot. Give me another. We're guessing Will Smith's second highest grossing film of all time. Shark Tales? Nope. What's another one? Bad Boys? Nope. 
Independence Day. Thank you, Chris Dantzler. Yep. Independence Day was number two. That was And that was made all the way back in 1996. So that's very surprising that Will has not had a film since 96 that did better than Independence Day. Uh, number three on the list. Uh, try to guess that one. Number three is, and I'm, I'll just tell you, and you can try to guess it as I put it up here. I Am Legend is not even on the list. Suicide Squad. In 2016, that grossed $746.8 million, which is kind of strange because I don't recall, I don't feel like Suicide Squad was his best work. I, I, I almost felt like he wasn't really, you know, the, the big star that he normally is in Suicide Squad. Hancock, now that was one of my favorites. Hancock was good. That grossed $629.4 million. And then, believe it or not, number five, which I would have thought this would have been number one or number two, was Men in Black 3. Men in Black 3 grows $624 million. But I'm sure across the franchise, uh, that's been well over a billion dollars. So that's what Will Smith kind of has on the line. And uh, and what's interesting is that I've seen some mixed reports in terms of the financial implications of the Will Smith incident at the Oscars. And and one of them was um, that a lot of people didn't want to work with him. You know, Netflix was canceling his deals and everything else. I didn't believe any of that. I, I felt like I said, you know what? What the studios are probably doing is they're taking a step back. They're doing what any business person would do. I've done it. I've worked with business people. I've been in controversy before, just not of that magnitude, but I've been in controversy where people that were going to do uh, bill, bill, you know, going to do deals with me backed up for a minute to say, okay, wait a minute, let us see how this plays out before we go back to the table. Um, in fact, but then I've also had times where I got canceled. Uh, when I, when, when I had a weird little thing that, that the white media turned into a beef with me and Lizzo, which it really wasn't a beef cause I don't hate Lizzo and I'd be happy to talk to her on the phone. If she ever wanted me to elaborate on anything I've ever said, I just said that the mass promotion, the record labels promoting obesity in the black community is going to kill black people. And I stand by that remark because black people are dying from obesity during the pandemic. Lots of black people die from obesity. So it's not as if you can argue with me about that point. You can only, you know, but, but again, people go along with shit. That's cool. They just think cause it's lit and white people are paying you money that it's a good thing. That's what people tend to do. So um, when that occurred, I had a group down in, in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, that it, they'd had me speak before as a group of black business people. They had me speak the year before. I blew it up. The speech was amazing. They loved it. And they wanted me to come back the next year. Well, when they when they saw the controversy with the Lizzo thing, I, I got a call from my brother who said, hey, they canceled the speech, blah, 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 blah. Well, number one, I didn't give a shit because I got to keep my money. Um, but number two, I remember kind of thinking this is exactly why the, one of the dangers of black people working for white people. This is one of the dangers of black people being beholden to your oppressor. Because I, I remember I just said to them, I said, look, I know you guys want me back. I know you I know you want all of this. Like, you want all of this. But you can't have it. You can't have me in there. We can't be friends because your overseer is telling you what to do. And they're engaged in massive amounts of economic warfare to control you no differently from the way the United States is trying to pressure Russia. No different from the way uh, colonialism has worked all throughout the world. No differently from the way the Chinese engage in economic warfare when they want to control you. I said, so, so one of the things you must learn, Black people, is all money ain't good money. And I'm going to say it till I die. Y'all need to stop celebrating Black people just because some white guy in Hollywood is giving them money. I want to know what are they giving you money to do? What are they paying you money to promote? 
Why are they paying you all that money to go in little Nas X and shake your ass in prison and act like twerking in prison is a good thing? Like, like, like you're not my hero just because my oppressor is or your your, your oppressor. Sorry, I'm not I'm not gonna be oppressed. I refuse to be oppressed. But your oppressor is paying you money, and somehow that makes you into a an overnight sensation or a success story. No, you might not be a success for story for the black community. You're probably a big epic failure. You're a, you're a big turd covered in chocolate syrup and strawberry ice cream. That's what you are. You are a big turd with 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 icing around it, and everybody thinks that's a birthday cake. That ain't no damn birthday cake. That's a turd with icing on it. So some of your celebrities are just icing covered turds, and you celebrate them because because the icing tastes sweet and delicious. But then when you dig deeper, you get to the nasty stuff, and then you wonder why everything tastes like shit. So stop that. Stop celebrating people just because somebody put them on TV, some racist put them on TV to promote the wrong images and to control your mind. You somehow look at that person. Oh, you I admire you so much. What are you admiring? What are you admiring? You're, you're admiring marketing. That's what you're admiring. That's what it's marketing. The agenda, people talk about the agenda. Yeah, the agenda's real. They're marketing things to you. Just like you market Coca-Cola or you market Frito-Lay potato chips, they're marketing shit to you that is deeply inconsistent with the values that I know that you guys hold because I see you every day. I talk to you every day. I'm in here with you every day and I know what you think. I do surveys on you every day. I ask you constantly what you think about things and I know for a fact that you're not down with a lot of this agenda that's coming out of Hollywood. So stop thinking that everything's good just because the Negro shows up in a shiny car with a Gucci bag. <laughs> he got a couple million dollars or because he's on the cover of GQ, like Future, listed as the greatest rapper alive. No, he, they might as well say he's the greatest father alive because he fits every stereotype of the black father that these people at GQ have. They believe the black father is, is such an animal that he don't even love his own damn kids. Well, he fits that. He fits the description. They believe the black father is incredibly irresponsible with his choices and doesn't care if he lives or dies. He fits the description. They believe the black father is just a reckless piece of shit who just wants to sit around and get high and drunk all day and doesn't want to take any responsibility. Well, yeah, he fits the description. So so if you want to know uh, what I think about that, just kind of diverting just a little bit, we're going to circle back around. Y'all know what I do. I actually kind of think that being on the cover of GQ means absolutely nothing. That, that's almost an insult in my view. When GQ puts you on the cover and says you're the greatest rapper alive, no, no, what, what, the, what this means nothing to me. This is not a validation by your people because ain't none of your people running that damn magazine. But you think it's special because they're big and they're white and they have money. That's the reality. That's the world we live in. So let before I move on, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, uh, thumbs up, share, subscribe. And, uh, and also boycewatkins.com. If you go to my website, you'll find a lot of stuff that we have going on here, like the events and the All Black National Convention and stuff like that. Also, we just put up vendor spots. So if you want to be a vendor or if you want to be a speaker at the convention, things like that, uh, get on the email list because we are looking for people that want to speak at the convention. If you're an expert in crypto or you're an expert on relationships or you're an expert on health or, you're an, or you you teach kids, we're looking for people in the community that, can, that want to come in and be a part of the convention. So uh, go to blackmoneyminute.com. 
get a copy of my ebook, the ebook, the, the $5 a day plan on how you're going to build wealth for your family. It's totally free. It won't cost you a penny, but you'll be also be on the email list. I send out lots of free stuff. And also I email and I reach out to you guys when we're looking for experts that want to come into the Black Business School or want to come to the convention, things like that. The convention is in Charlotte, North Carolina, October 28th through October 30th. I hope you will come. You won't regret it. You're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. Okay. So blackmoneyminute.com. Go there and uh, and you'll get on the email list. All right. So let me um let me hop in and uh and just mention a couple of summary points in terms of Will Will Smith and, and, and Jada and everything. Um one without really speaking specifically to their situation, I'm gonna be willing to bet you that. Uh, that this marriage could be having some major problems. I, 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 my spidey senses are picking up on this, and I, I don't want to speculate too much because I know Will Smith's brother, and I don't want to be too personal in terms of seeming like I'm a- attacking them. Um, why does that matter? Well, I'm bring I bring that up because if you're talking about a divorce, the one thing that's interesting about relationships that people don't think about is number one, your relationships can really impact your financial situation. If you look at Beyonce and Jay-Z, that is a power marriage. Both of them benefited economically by coming together. If you look at Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, that was a power marriage. Both of them benefited by coming together. Each of them individually has earned hundreds of millions of dollars because they are a couple. If you look at me and my wife, that is a power relationship to some extent. I'm not bragging, but it's true. Uh, I can go in spaces and we can I can get things done with my partner next to me that I can't get done by myself and vice versa. Having me next to her uh, is, is more of a, of a benefit than it is a loss. I think I, now don't get me wrong. If she's trying to become a Supreme Court justice, it ain't going to work. She won't, white folks are going to dislike her even more, but there are some things I'm able to do as her husband. One of the things that's really important to understand as you form your own power relationships, everybody in here should be looking to do that in some way that is ethical, that is also beneficial to your soul and your well-being, is that when you create those relationships, whether you're talking about friendships or working with your siblings or getting together with a spouse, you know, uh, or checking out some woman that you're thinking about bringing into your life, understand that what you're doing, pay attention now, pay attention. I'm putting on my finance professor hat here is you are building an asset that is of tremendous economic value for you and your family. And one of the things about developing an asset is that not only do you need to know how to create those assets, but you must also know how to protect those assets. So building a healthy relationship with a person who can benefit you and help you succeed and you help them succeed and it's reciprocity and trade, that's beautiful. In economic theory, that's how people get rich. But all, all wealth really comes from is trade. When people get together and they're trading, good things happen. When people divide and they fight, like J- Willie Lynch, the way we were taught to divide from each other, you're, you're creating uh, economic desperation. You're creating economic problems. When you divide, you create prosperity when you can come together in a healthy way. That's why at the All Black National Convention, there were so many people that came to the convention and literally made thousands of dollars because there was trade and there was commerce. We built an economy around B1 culture and B1 people. Right. So so that's a good thing. But those relationships, like any other valuable commodity in your life, must be protected. That means coming together in a productive way, choosing the right people to connect to and connecting with them in a way that generates the kind of reciprocity and trust that benefits and builds things. Right? My wife's speech at the one at the uh, the one Africa conference is going to be about what, why empires fall. So trust is one of the factors in terms of why empires are built and how empires can fall. So 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 building the right relationships. Number two, 
maintaining and repairing those relationships. If you have a multi-million dollar asset or wealth, a valuable asset, you got to repair it. You got to take care of it. You got to keep investing in it. Just like if you own a little shop, you got to clean your shop. You got to go get the window fixed. You got to put more money into it so that you can make the shop a little bigger and, and, and supply the customers better, right? So, so your relationship is the same way. You got to invest in that thing. I'm a big believer in therapy. I believe everybody who has a relationship you care about should be getting some therapy and some help to make sure you can maintain that relationship because that relationship is valuable to you if it's the right kind of relationship. You must be able to repair it when there are problems because we got too many of our people that are fighting each other and slapping the shit out of each other instead of talking it out and figuring it out. Third piece, third little tool is if you decide that the relationship needs to end, you must have a clean pathway to exit that is not overly destructive. A messy, terrible, anybody ever gone through like a really ugly breakup? Anybody ever gone through a breakup that just ripped the soul out of your body, left you just almost lifeless? And and then, or maybe financially, like you're so screwed financially, you literally just want to go to like one of these manosphere channels and just cuss out black women for the rest of your life. Or maybe you you're so mad at men. You just scared to ever even kiss another man for the rest of your life. Anybody ever gone through that where it's just, it's just absolutely terrible. The breakup's messy. She done came to your job and, and busted out your boss's window or, 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 or he done, you know, he done, he done call your best friends and embarrass you. And by telling all your business, like just crazy stuff that happens in bad relationships, toxic scenarios. Well, those toxic scenarios are not just costly emotionally. They can be horribly costly financially, right? So, so for example, if I'm dating a gorgeous woman who is easily triggered, who goes off the deep end, cuts my tires and tries to stab me and, and then goes to my job and tries to get me fired because she's upset with me, then maybe that is uh, not the person I need to choose to have in my life, Right. Uh, paying attention to not just how people come together, but how people break apart is extremely important. And so when I'm thinking about Will Smith, and I'm using this as an example, but really I like to bring things back to you because you're more important than than these celebrities. But but when I look at this, I really kind of think to myself, is this going to be a clean break or is it going to be a messy break? Is it going to be like a quiet little divorce where they both issue little mutually beneficial statements like the Bezos is they they wrote statements like, well, we've decided that after many years of of being together, that we're going to part ways, unfortunately. But I have so much love and respect for Mackenzie and I'm giving her billions of dollars and I wish her the very best. Right. And she's a wonderful person. Right. Is it going to be like that or is it going to be chaos if it becomes chaotic? If it gets to the point where you're going to court and, and spilling everybody's business out there or the, to the point where you're fighting like nickel diamond the shit out of each other over every little thing or whatever, it's going to be uh, extremely costly, not just emotionally, because when you're emotionally drained, you can't focus, you can't achieve your goals, you can't go out and be the best. In the world. Tiger Woods, when he went through his messy divorce, if you notice, if you follow golf, you'll notice that Tiger Woods before 2009 was very different from Tiger Woods after 2009. Before 2009, you had the young Tiger woods who could win golf tournaments after 2009 you had the old tired ball-headed man with bags under his eyes who couldn't win nothing right so ultimately a, a bad breakup can zap you of everything and it can zap you of things that are far more valuable than money and it can take all your money too and you know because all those lawyers they love it in fact there's a whole documentary called divorce corp by dr drew divorce corp c-o-r-p where he literally explains how family court that business is a $10 billion a year business where they make all their money, 
just because people can't get along and people can't act like grownups when it's time to cut the cord. So I just want to encourage you, whether you build relationships, if you build relationships, build the right ones, build them in the right way. If you're in a relationship, repair it, invest in it, protect it. That's your asset. If you're ending a relationship, end it in a way that is peaceful and mature. If you're dealing with a crazy person, find a way to peacefully, slowly move your ass away from that crazy person but so before they come and mess up everything you got going on. Because I've seen it a million times. I've seen people go absolutely broke because they had a bad divorce or a bad relationship. So I hope that this helps you guys. Um, and uh, and so and I, I'm not going to watch the Red Table Talk. I don't watch it. I got interviewed to be on the Red Table Talk one time. They were going to invite me and Ice Cube on, but unfortunately, I got my I got in some surgery and I couldn't hardly talk. So I sound like Sylvester the Cat, and I was spitting all over the camera. So the lady was like thinking to herself, like this guy ain't ready to come on. But uh, but yeah, but I I think it's a I think it's a good show for the people that watch it. I've never watched a single episode. Uh, but you know, it, it's interesting to me that they're not even going to talk about this Oscars thing. I think that's so crazy to me, but I'm sure I would, that, that, that honestly makes me wonder what's really going on right now, because, uh, I can't imagine somebody not saying, well, you know, the ratings would be through the roof if you talked about this topic. And I, I really get a sense that Will Smith is not on board with this. And I will just tell you, my heart goes out to both of them, but when I look at Will, I kind of, I just don't understand it, man. I just don't get it. Man, I mean, I wish, I wish I knew him enough to have a private conversation with him and have him explain exactly what he was thinking, because I don't understand why you spend 30 years building this perfect persona to just blow it, just destroy it like that. I don't get it. I'm not saying he shouldn't have slapped him. I'm saying Chris Rock didn't deserve it. You can think whatever you want, protect it. Whatever you believe is fine. I just don't get it. I mean, I, I, I'm not, first of all, I'm not going to be the Fresh Prince. I'm not going to do the things Will Smith did to build his career. I'm not going to do that movie Six Degrees of Separation because I'm not getting to bed with no man. Uh, I'm not, there's a lot of things Will sacrificed and did over 30 years that I would never do. But but I'm thinking like, well, since you already did all that, and this is literally the peak of your career, you're, you're about to be best actor. That means something to white people. It doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care about those Oscars and that like shit. I told you guys to read that book, um, How the Jews in, the, An Empire of Our Own, How the Jews Invented Hollywood. It's a great book. It's not anti-Semitic on any level. I don't get into all that hate stuff. It's really a blueprint black people can pay attention to, to how empires are built and how that community got together with their economic prowess and their economic culture and built something that is a force to behold. You can be mad at them all you want, but you must give props to that community for building something that everybody has to bow down to and respect. They got Negroes out in Hollywood begging for opportunities and apologizing 10,000 times because they're so afraid of that massive accumulation of power that they put together in L.A. I'm not knocking it at all. So, but what I'm saying is at the end of the day, I, I don't I don't honor any of that because that's not mine. That's not where I come from. We've got empires we need to build. We've got things we need to do. We need to stop worshiping what other people have and start paying attention to what we can have together. That's where the real power is. So I, I'd love to see if Will Smith is developing things behind the scenes that are going to be places where we can be proud, where we can honor our own. And then and then if, some, if somebody decides to get up and slap somebody at an event, uh, we, we deal with it appropriately and we decide, we decide if we want to cancel that person or not. I don't like everybody else deciding they want to cancel our people. I don't, I, I'm not canceling Will Smith for nothing. I ain't canceled Will Smith I, and I never canceled Bill Cosby. 
I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Bill didn't do some stuff he shouldn't have done. He should have spent more time next to his wife. He should have been hanging out in the Playboy Mansion so much. But I think Bill Cosby as is either a bad person who did good things or he's a good person who did bad things. And I think understanding that nuance when our people uh, make mistakes is extremely important. That's something we're willing to do that other people are not willing to do. So you're not going to convince me that Bill Cosby never existed. I'm not going to listen to you when you say that because I like the Cosby show. I like a different world. I like the fact that he gave money to HBCUs and I ain't going to never forget that. So that's my two cents. That's what I believe. That's where I stand. I, I'm not apologizing. So God bless everybody. I hope you guys have a great day. Please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe if you haven't done it. Also, if you want a free e-copy of my book, How to Build Massive Wealth in the Stock Market for Your Family by Investing $5 a Day, you can go to blackmoneyminute.com. The URL is on the screen, blackmoneyminute.com. And also... Um, if you want to learn about the One One Africa Unity Conference in Detroit, they have virtual tickets and they have direct physical tickets. You can go to boycewalkins.com. I have the tickets right there on my screen. My wife will be there, Dr. Melinda Karenga, uh, Dr. Ken Harris, Professor James Small, Riza Islam, a long list of people that are extraordinarily good. Shaharazad Ali, they, just, they, they really pull together a nice list. Taiki Grant, who made the film Happy. I hope you guys will support that and be a part of that because it's really going to be amazing. And I'll keep you guys posted about the event in Chicago. That's going to be May 15th. All right. So I'm out of here. Have a good day. Uh, thank you, everybody. I love you, and I'll see you soon. Take care now. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to coach time for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten, three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.